Article 13, Pulling Down Strongholds and Waging Spiritual Warfare by B. A. Wiseman. America is a land of 335 million people and counting, because between 5 to 10,000 third world aliens cross our southern border every day. Some 6 million since the communists seized the federal government on November 3, 2020. Since the communist COVID-19 lockdown was announced on March 13, 2020, millions of Americans have suffered varying degrees of fear, panic, depression, and anxiety. The shock of the virus, the lockdown, the loss of personal freedoms, enormous economic losses, and societal disintegration caused untold problems. Millions of Americans now with varying degrees of depression and anxiety. In 2020, 3.2 million Americans planned suicide, 1.2 million attempted suicide, and 45,979 actually committed suicide. Moreover, tens of millions of Americans have built patterns of wrong thinking that have allowed satanic strongholds to occupy their minds and hold them as virtual prisoners in their own minds. Americans are in a desperate battle for spiritual, moral, mental, and economic survival. A spiritual famine grips this land. Almost every single church body needs revival. The non-church population is in a depressing freefall with their moral standing best described as a nation bordering on the state of that which caused the destruction of the ancient cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Out of this chaos, more Americans are suffering from various stages of mental health problems that have allowed satanic strongholds to seize personal peace and freedom. We are facing a compelling need for people still locked down in their minds to wage spiritual warfare and ask Jesus Christ to deliver them from this bondage. Put on your Christian armor. Let us go to battle against our sin nature, the wickedness of this world, and the metaphysical world of Satan and his minions. Our basic text is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1-3. through 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. St. Paul penned his epistle to the Greek-speaking Israelite congregation in the city of Corinth. Like all of the letters in the New Testament written by the apostles, called and ordained of Jesus Christ, this apostolic directive was intended to assist Christians in every age to successfully war against sin nature, the world, and Satan. No one who has a keen interest in scripture should fail to remember that the New Testament is essentially the writings of the Apostles, with the only exception being the Gospels of Mark and Luke. Any doctrine that cannot be filtered through the law, prophets, psalms, and epistles should raise a flag in the mind of those who build their faith upon sola scriptura. We would be quite naive if we failed to realize that as Christians, we are called to be soldiers of Jesus Christ and fight manfully against the world, our own sin nature, and our adversaries in the invisible spirit world, Satan, his minions, and seducing spirits. God tells us in 2 Timothy 2 verse 1 and 3, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Thou therefore, 
Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It's time to roll up our sleeves and fight this spiritual battle. Operating right now are two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. At the head of the kingdom of light stands our sovereign God and his absolute truth found in the Holy Bible. At the head of the kingdom of darkness is Lucifer, with his angelic followers, demons, and mortal proselytes. The kingdom of Satan is committed to total war against the kingdom of light, and has been since the serpent entered into the garden in Genesis 3.1. Waging spiritual warfare against Satan and the kingdom of darkness is the duty of every Christian. When we are called by Jesus Christ and quickened by the Holy Spirit, we are translated from the darkness of this world into the marvelous light and truth of the kingdom of God. We Christians are not automatically shielded from the misfortunes and tragedies in this fallen world. Existence in this world comes with potential risks. Christians are duty-bound to face the world with all of its temptations and keep our sin nature subdued and under control. We must be acutely aware of the invisible, metaphysical world where Satan and his minions operate. This is the realm where the real war is unfolding, and it is this war that calls Christians to wage spiritual warfare. No one should be duped into thinking the Christian life is a walk in the park. The Holy Spirit warns us that even though we live in flesh bodies, we do not war after the flesh. In his epistle to the Ephesians, St. Paul wrote this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. From Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 12. Spiritual warfare involves the invisible, unseen, metaphysical realm. Yet this world is just as real as the trees, sunshine, storms, people, crime, and buildings around us. In this invisible realm is a hierarchical order of angels that Satan leads. Satan counterfeited God's hierarchical order of angels. While he created nothing, Satan is the author of confusion and lies. He organized his invisible array of fallen angels by producing a counterfeit structure that includes principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. Together with the rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness, that haunt high places of the earth. His recruits for this hierarchical order comes from one-third of the angelic host that followed Satan in his rebellion against God. Look to Revelation 12, verse 3 through 9, Isaiah 14, verse 12 through 17, Ezekiel 28, verse 12 through 17, and Luke 10, verse 18. This invisible world is the sphere that Satan, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, inhabits, along with his fallen angels, demons, and evil spirits. This warfare requires that believers wear the full armor of God and effectively engage the enemy in this invisible spirit world. The Holy Spirit inspired St. Paul to provide specific help in addressing the strongholds that Satan uses to ensnare believers to neutralize them and cause spiritual shipwreck. God's battle strategy for Christian soldiers in waging spiritual warfare is found in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, 
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. Carefully and prayerfully consider the strategy for waging spiritual warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We must engage in spiritual warfare without carnal weapons. God gave his people the weapons to wage war against the world, the flesh, Satan, and his seducing spirits. These weapons are specifically identified in Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Any strongholds that ensnare believers come from Satan and his minions. They attack when we give them ground by allowing ourselves to get down and rehearse troubles and old wounds. Perhaps a believer may have yielded to the temptation of sin, or somehow left himself open to trouble. These temptations may come by way of our association with the world or worldly people, with the glitter and lust of the world or our own carnal and undisciplined sin nature. However, the stronghold-centered one thing is certain. An evil spirit found a chink in your armor. Now, the believer's only recourse is to wage spiritual warfare effectively through the power of Jesus Christ. Confess and bring down that stronghold. Satan and his minions enter our lives when we surrender to the lusts of the flesh. Satan gains entrance and builds a stronghold when we are unwilling to forgive others or take up another person's offense. These weaknesses open the door for Satan to enter our lives. Any kind of egregious sin that we have not duly confessed gives Satan access to plant lies and imaginations into our mind, and these are the building blocks for a stronghold. Any spiritual weakness provides an open door to Satan to build a stronghold before we even know about it, and it is against our will. Our human minds are vulnerable to Satan's influence, for he takes advantage of our weakness and slowly but surely builds a stronghold in our minds. He takes captive our thoughts, causing us to wallow in our past hurts, offenses, troubles, and perceived injustices. Satan's lies cause our imaginations to open to his power. Thus, a stronghold forms, complete with walls, imaginations and lies that we allow to fester. Satan builds a tower, the exaggerated lies that are elevated above the knowledge of God and his word. Finally, the castle includes a place of captivity, the prison of the mind where our thoughts hold us captive. This occurs because the believer fails to bring random thoughts under obedience to Christ and the authority of Scripture. God's promise is that he will enable his children to crush these strongholds. What exactly is a stronghold? It's a spiritual claim that Satan and his minions hold over our soul. The word stronghold implies the manner in which Satan enters our lives to gain control and keep us from the pathway of righteousness. Satan builds his stronghold in the soul, which is the center of intellect, the mind, the will, and emotions. 
When we allow our imaginations, thoughts, and human reasoning to overrule God's word and truth, Satan is able to establish a foothold in our lives. We become captive to this stronghold unless, or until, this stronghold of Satan is pulled down. It's a terrible burden of spiritual oppression. We become prisoners locked in the stronghold that we allow Satan to erect. How are enemy strongholds erected? Satan is able to build a stronghold when a person commits sin, transgresses God's moral law, and fails to seek repentance, forgiveness, and proper restitution when necessary. Of course, we sin against each other far too often. All sin is an offense against God. Unconfessed sin, failure to forgive, and allowing a root of bitterness to grow unchallenged are primary ways for Satan to gain ground to build strongholds. If the sinner does not repent of sin, guess what? Satan inherits legal jurisdiction or place. Satan gains legal ground in a person's life when the sinner refuses to repent, fails to seek forgiveness, fails to extend forgiveness, or to make restitution. Ephesians 4, verse 22 through 27 will demonstrate how legal jurisdiction is surrendered up to Satan when there is no repentance. Wrong patterns in thinking arise when we allow our mind to entertain imaginations and exaggerations. The thoughts that come from these exaggerated lies contribute to the stronghold that begins to hold us captive. We convince ourselves that these lies are reality and thus we become imprisoned in a stronghold. This, in turn, influences the way we think, act, and relate to others. Our minds are fertile soil for the imaginations and lies that come through external influences. These arise when we cultivate the kind of behavior and thinking that allows Satan ground. Even when we do not think we are doing that, Satan's influences enter our soul when we violate God's moral law without confessing our sin. This is compounded when our actions offend others, and we fail to seek forgiveness and avoid making the necessary restitution. Failure to repent of our sin and make things right with God and the person we offended opens the door for Satan to enter our soul and build a stronghold. If that stronghold is allowed to remain, we become a captive to the lies and imaginations that start to possess our mind. Essentially, we assign ourselves to a self-imposed prison sentence. People who allow their minds to cultivate the idea that God does not love them, that they have no purpose in life, that they are born losers, that they are dumb and unwanted, create this pattern in their lives. As they dwell and feed upon these imaginations until they actually believe this false reality, Satan gains ground step by step. People imagine that other people are talking against them, spreading lies and seeking to ruin their reputation. They ruminate on these imaginations until the ideas themselves become a stronghold. Steps in Pulling Down the Stronghold Number 1. Understand that Jesus Christ overcame Satan with his crucifixion and resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ now holds all power in heaven and earth. He defeated Satan, whose only power now comes when we voluntarily give or allow him ground. Jesus said in Revelation 1.18, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and death. Satan and his demons are powerless before the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, the word of God also declares that Jesus Christ, 
is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him we are created, and all things are created that are in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. From Colossians 1, verse 15 through 18. Memorize these verses and hold them close in your heart and your head. Rehearse them. Pronounce them aloud to yourself every day until the stronghold in your mind is completely torn down. Number two, become an effective and steady prayer warrior. Include praise and gratefulness into every prayer. Memorize praise verses such as Revelation 4.11, 5.12-13, and 1 Chronicles 29.11-13. Spend more time telling God how great He is and how much you love Him than you do in asking Him for personal or family blessings. Pray for your country. Pray for the sick around you. Pray for the downcast and those who are spiritually down. Pray for the lost souls in your own family or extended family. Number three. Make Bible reading a habit in your daily life. Do not fast from the Word of God. You need this daily bread of life. Spending some time memorizing Scripture. Engraft the Word of God into your mind so that you can meditate in the darkness or while driving or walking through the woods. God loves to hear His Word, so do not be afraid to speak His truth out loud. There is power and spiritual therapy in speaking God's Word. Develop a careful reading plan that enables you to read the complete biblical library, the law, the prophets, poetry, gospels, epistles, and book of Revelation. Don't hesitate to include the Apocrypha in your reading schedule. It's excellent for instruction and enlargement of your understanding. Number four, confess the sin of bitterness and cling to Hebrews 12.15 and 1 John 1.9. People who harbor a stronghold of bitterness do themselves and their loved ones a great harm. Bitterness will take you to an early grave. It will set in motion physical and mental illness. Rid your life of bitterness like you would treat a poisonous snake crawling around in your front porch. Root bitterness out of your life by confessing this sin unto the living God and asking for the blood of Christ to cover you. Number five. Ask God to help you regain the surrendered ground that you allowed to be built in your mind. People who build strongholds of wrong thinking impact everyone around them. Make a list of the people who have suffered from your bitterness or anger because of the vain imaginations you allowed to rent a room in your mind. Those who allow vain imaginations and exaggerations roll around their mind end up hurting not only themselves but also everyone around them. To regain this surrendered ground, Seek the forgiveness of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Confess the wrong thinking and thoroughly cleanse yourself of the imaginations and lies that have rented an apartment in your mind. You must do a complete cleansing of your mind in full and complete repentance before our living God. Number six, bring down the stronghold with truth. Recall that truth is the first piece of armor listed in the armor of God. Only truth can refute the lies, which are the building materials of a stronghold of wrong thinking. 
The lies and imaginations that make up a stronghold must be replaced with unmitigated truth. The truth of God's word is the armor that alone can shield us from the lies of Satan and the imaginations that issue from a mind given over to Satan and his lies. Jesus Christ says it this way, If ye continue in my word, that are ye, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. From John 8, verse 31 and 32. Only the truth of scripture and truthful facts and information can free people from the captivity of the strongholds that hold them prisoner. Jesus Christ and his word is absolute truth, and his word is the final authority in all life's matters. Number seven, learning to practice forgiveness is absolutely essential to tearing down a stronghold. You must forgive your offender because Christ has forgiven you. Don't wait for your offender to confess his wrong or apologize, because that may never happen. Choose to live with a forgiving heart and leave your offender in the hands of our sovereign God. People who seek to get even with or punish their offender rarely feel vindicated or get the desired results. Just choose not to harbor that bitterness, or you may wind up punishing innocent people around you or digging yourself into a hole. This leaves you open to demonic tormentors. Do not hasten your march to the grave with a sullen, bitter spirit that hardens your heart. If you want to tear down a stronghold, forgive your offenders. For if you forgive men their trespass, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. From Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. From Ephesians 4, verse 32. As a final word of encouragement, put on the whole armor of God. Arm yourself regularly and repeatedly with the truth of Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 18. Memorize these verses, repeat them often, and live by faith in Jesus Christ and the joy of your salvation. Never allow the lies and imaginations of your own mind or of Satan and his minions to surround you with negative, wrong thinking. Jesus Christ bought and paid for you with his precious blood. Fill your mind with positive, uplifting truth. Do not allow negative thinking, lies, and vain imaginations to occupy any space in your mind. Cast those negative thoughts out in the name of Jesus Christ. Then you will be a victorious overcomer.